We all have a story to tell. The longer our lives, the richer our stories. When I look at you, I see a woman of strength, integrity, character. A woman who has seen hardships, struggles, pain, and loss. A woman who has compassion, love, courage, and power. A woman who has succeeded, failed, and learned. A woman who will continue to persevere and thrive. When I look at you, I see a woman who is wise, not withered. Hello and welcome to the Wise Not Withered podcast. This is season three and it is episode number 12. We did it. This is the last episode of 2022. Um, I plan on doing this kind of thing, just a monthly podcast, and I'll still call it season three since it's still the same. Um, it will most likely be the same format, just me kind of free form talking about stuff. Um, yeah, I do have some, um, ideas for what 2023 could hold, um, in terms of updates with the Wise Not Weathered project. Um, I won't say anything yet because they are still ideas that are bouncing around in my head. Um, but yeah, I plan on still doing a monthly podcast and I have some other things in mind. <laughs> so without further ado, um, I actually have only two points that I wanted to go over today, but I think it'll still be, you know, a fairly uh, robust episode in itself, even with only two points, just because each one is, um, it's a lot. So I wanted to go over some things that I learned this year. Um, I know that I am not of the age yet that I am advocating for. I still am of child rearing age. Um, so I'm not exactly, I don't know. It's, it does feel kind of, kind of weird, I guess, to dance around this. Like, oh, I don't know. It's, it's like, I, I definitely feel a little strange being like, oh, I can still have kids. I'm not part of the people that I'm advocating for yet. Cause I'm not old yet. Um, and I still feel weird in like saying that, oh, I'm not old or like I am old or I'm not old. You know, it's just, I don't know this, I I'm tempted to stop recording and go back, but I think I'm just going to keep it because I want to just show up with integrity when I am doing these kinds of episodes. So yeah, um, the whole point of that though, is that even though I am still 30, I, I am still quote unquote young. And I put that in quotes because, you know, the concept of being young is, I don't know, like there, there is some amount of quantifiable truth to it, 
but at the same time, I, I'm definitely getting, you know, my thirties is a time when the lines start to get blurred between what is young, what is old. Um, you know, ask someone that's 70, they'll say, oh, you're still so young. Ask someone that's 14 and there's, they're going to say you're old, you know, and being around a lot of younger people in my college classes, I definitely am one of the older people. And yet I don't, I don't feel like I'm so old, you know, it's, it's like that as a concept really is, it's a mindset and I do feel wiser, like just this past month or so, we had a lot of finals. I was taking six classes, lots of projects and exams and things to do and I actually, I felt, um, I, I did freak out a little bit after the Thanksgiving break. I came back and was like, oh my God, holy shit. I have so much to do. But then I just took out my planner, wrote everything down, broke it down class by class, what I needed to do for each project or paper or exam, what I needed to study or what I needed to write. And I actually didn't feel overwhelmed after I did that. And it was just really, it was really quite beautiful to look back and compare my experience just to my own experience back in undergrad, which was about 10 years ago. And looking back and being like, wow, I was so overwhelmed a lot of the time when I was, you know, 19, 20 years old. Just, I mean, so many parts of my mindset and just who I was as a person were so different when I was younger, like 10 years ago. I mean, I I was honestly a completely different person then. And it's just really great to um, have a more organized mind, I guess. Um, Or not necessarily a more organized mind, but just a more organized life. And I also feel a lot more just in control of my shit. I mean, I wouldn't say like, oh, I quote unquote, have my shit together, but like kind of at least a lot more than I did when I was in my early twenties. Um, it was just interesting to hear a lot of my classmates being like, Oh, I'm so overwhelmed. I have so much to do. And I'd be like, Oh wow. Yeah. Like, you know, I I wouldn't be like, Oh, like, come on, get to it. You know, like that's not helpful. Um, I think I already mentioned this too, that the more I lean into becoming a therapist, the less I feel inclined to actually like try to help other people. Um, and that's that not, not from like a cynical point of view, but like 
It's like when I become a therapist, I will have clients that are there because they want to be there or because they need to be there for whatever reason. And most people in my day-to-day life do not want my advice. And that's something that I have learned over the last few years. And yeah, like being here studying, um, seeing all these people, meeting all these people, learning lots of techniques of how to help people. It actually makes me realize like, oh, this is one, something that really expends my energy. And two, is really only going to help people that want to be helped. Like that's, that's a crazy thing. I guess I I haven't even gotten to my two points yet and I'm already eight minutes in. Um, this is just, this is, this is fine. This is typical. I, I like this kind of rambling style. It's fun to listen to later, but yeah, it's like people don't change unless they want to. And that's, that is really something that I guess I actually did. That is part of what I learned this year. Like I, since I moved here and since I've started learning how to be a music therapist, I actually haven't been trying to help anyone. Like that's, and that's, that's kind of a crazy thing. Like it, it sounds a little counterintuitive and it sounds a bit... Um, like I said before, kind of cynical, like, oh, I don't want to help anyone. But it's it's not that I don't want to help anyone. It's that I'm no longer expending energy trying to force my way of living onto someone that does not want to learn about my way of living. <laughs> like, that's what it really comes down to. It's that most people I come in contact with don't want help. And so I'm not going to help them. And it's super liberating. Um, and that actually does tie into my my first, I guess, next point now is that one of the biggest things that I've been thinking about over the last, um, just like the last week or so, like intensely, is recognizing humanity within ourselves and each other and just giving people grace for small mistakes or inconveniences It's like we're all bumbling around in these bodies with these experiences and we all have so much going on all the time. Like every single person has such a rich and complex life and just to bring it back to the whole concept of video games for this project is that no one is an NPC. (laughs) No one is a non-playable character. Everyone is the main character of their own adventure, of their own life. Like there really is no one person that just exists to do one function. Like there's not the shopkeeper that just stands there for the entire game for your entire life just standing there never moving only there for the purpose of selling you potions and upgrades and whatever 
It's like even the person that you see at, you know, let's just give an example, a common example of like a coffee shop. Um, I personally don't drink coffee, but that's, I think that's someone, something that people can relate to is that you go to the coffee shop and there's the barista that you see and they, and they stand behind the counter and they take your order and they make your drink and they give it to you. And then you're on your way. It's like, they are there for their shift, but they have just as complex of a life as you do. And it's just, especially with people that you only interact with minimally like that, like a barista or like a cashier, um, when they make little mistakes, it's like, you know, maybe they, um, like they're ringing you up and then maybe they drop something and, and it like it cracks or, you know, like, um, I guess the, the two examples that I was using when talking with other people about this concept of people's humanity is like at the university center, I um, sometimes get a smoothie or like the other day I got a burger. And when I get a smoothie, sometimes the smoothie is like dripping down the side of the cup. And like, I can feel myself getting a little bit annoyed as I like walk over to the napkins and get a napkin and wipe it off. It's like, can't they be a little more careful when they're pouring the drink? But it's like, that's a human being that's pouring my drink. There's so much going on in their life right now that like pouring my drink is such an inconsequential part of their day that they're probably not, you know, giving their full attention to it as they're doing it. And they just happen to spill a little bit of it, or maybe they are paying attention to it, but then it's, it, it drips out the side that's going, that's, that they're not facing, that's going the other way that they're not aware of. It's, it's just these little tiny things, these little ways that we're not robots. You know, we are human beings with really complex lives and complex brains and complex bodies that remember so many experiences. I mean, just the whole idea of trauma being trapped in our bodies. Like we all, all of our bodies remember everything that has happened to us. So, you know, and then with the burger example, it's like I picked up the bag and the bag was a little greasy and like some of this stuff had fallen out of the burger by the time I opened it up. And I was like, you know, that at that point I had already been thinking of this concept of humanity and I wasn't even annoyed. I was just like, you know, whatever, like I just picked up the lettuce and tomato and put them back or just ate them. And it was like yeah, this person is making my burger and they're doing the best they can. And there's like some mistakes and it's like, I, I call them mistakes or inconveniences, but it's really those little things, those bits of humanity that make life interesting that, you know, it's those little unexpected ways that people act that, make it interesting to interact with people. 
And it's just, it's such a freeing way to live to recognize the complexity within each and every human being that you interact with. Like just the last few weeks that I've been thinking a lot about this concept of humanity, I've just found myself, you know, I, I'm no Zen master. I, I'm, it's not like I've completely purged my life of annoyances or anger or any of that, but I really have felt so much more compassion and so much less annoyance at people in general just because things that used to bother me before it's like well there's your humanity like it's it's like also just our expectations the ways that we think people are going to act and then they don't we can choose how we respond I think that's also um, that's also a big part of meditating for me is giving that space um, that space between stimulus and response it's like you can you can have a reaction but you can also stop and that that space before you actually act on the reaction to stop and notice take a breath and then respond in the way that you choose to rather than just running on autopilot. I'm um, speaking of meditating actually. Oh, I guess this is a apropos place to put it. I actually um I got a 365 day streak on my meditating app. I use the Calm app. Um yeah, uh the other day, I think it was actually just 2 days ago on Sunday um, I woke up kind of late and went to this in-person meditation with a group here in New Orleans. Um, and so I actually, I forgot to meditate that day. So I only have a two day streak now. Um, but yeah, I meditated for 365 days in a row and I feel pretty proud of myself for that. And yeah, I think that is a really important really huge part of just my whole healing journey over the last five years, really. Um, that's one of the things that really kickstarted my healing process back in, um, 2017. And then I started this project in 2018. Um, so I've been at it for four years and this project has really been part of my healing journey too. Um, I had the idea before to do this project, but it wasn't until I really started learning about self-compassion and self-forgiveness and building and maintaining a relationship with myself that I felt strong enough to tackle something like this, something huge that had never been done before. Um, yeah, and then, you know, that ties in perfectly to my last point, which is that there's cycles of creativity. Um, there's, um, I, I know there's a lot of different models, I guess, but the, the three words that stick, that stick out to me are consumption, integration, and creation. Um, there are some models that also talk about destruction too. Um, I'm, I don't really resonate with that. I don't, 
I personally don't like to destroy things that I make, especially if I really like them. Um, I mean, there could be, you could argue that you are destroying parts of yourself, um, you know, different parts of yourself in terms of like mindsets or habits, behaviors, you can essentially kill those off to make room for new ways of being, new ways of reacting, new ways of thinking, um, new behaviors. But in the creativity cycle, I don't really like to use the word destruction because that that just brings to mind like, oh, I'm just going to like burn all my past creations or like throw away my computer that has my old music on it. And that just that makes me really sad. And I never want to do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's just. I guess, yeah, that I don't really have anything conclusive with this, but there's just this idea of cycles of creating. And I do feel like I'm more in a phase of consumption and integration right now, especially because I've been in school for the past six months um, or five months, I, I, I something like that. Um, yeah, like I've really been consuming and integrating all this stuff that I'm learning and I haven't been creating as much. I, I am still doing this podcast and um, I don't know, like you could say that I haven't been putting as much work into it because I don't always have five points, but that's not really the point. <laughs> um, the point is just for me to talk about stuff that's going on that relates to this project. I mean, it's... I feel like the the point of this podcast has has changed a lot over this year. I, I I was like, oh, I have so much stuff that I have to talk about from the project. And I did. I did talk a lot about it. Um, but it also grew and evolved and changed into just more of me talking about what I've been learning. And yeah, I, I think I kept starting I kept starting to say that is that the right grammar I just over the course of this episode I kept trying I kept starting to say this okay I'm getting all lost in the verbiage of this but I kept starting to say that I don't feel old and just talking about how I'm only 30 and doing this project and I wanted to actually get to the point of that, which is even though I am still quote unquote young, I'm 30, I do still feel like I have learned a lot and I have a lot to share with the world, even though I'm not old yet. Yeah. And it's, it is funny, even in my mid twenties, um, when I used to work at a concert hall at the school that I taught at. Um, I remember I had a journal and I was, I was writing in it, um, in the lobby, like at the desk, I was just checking people in and there was a, a lot of downtime and this older guy, um, who I think he, he was a teacher there at the school and he also did a lot of maintenance stuff like facilities work. And he, he made this funny comment that I'll never forget. Cause it's, 
it's just so funny just how people's perception of age and wisdom because he was like, oh, wh what are you doing? You're writing your memoir. I was like, yeah, I like to journal. He was like, oh, but you're so young. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> it's like, okay, like, yeah, maybe I am young and I still have a lot to learn and there's still so much that I don't know, but why would I wait until I'm old like you, dude, to start writing my memoir? It just, it's just such a funny concept. I, I didn't say all of that to him because I, I don't know, I, I'm not very witty in the moment. I don't usually have like snappy comebacks, especially when people, um, you know, when I perceive an attack, I, I tend to withdraw a bit and not want to like really stand up to someone and you know tell them off I'm not that kind of person but later I just thought you know why why would I wait why would I wait until I'm you know 40 50 60 to start documenting things that I'm learning in my life I mean I've been journaling since I was six years old <laughs> I still have journals from 1998. I was six years old. Um, yeah, and I think there's, there's things that you can learn from everyone. Like every single person that you encounter knows something that you don't. I truly firmly believe that. I'll say that one more time. Every single person that you meet knows something that you don't. Even if it's just they saw something you haven't seen before. They have felt something you've never felt before. They have experienced something that you have never experienced and may never experience. And the truth is that you do gain more experiences the older you get, but... You're not, I don't know, there's, there's not like, there's not, I, this seems to go against the whole thing of my project, actually. It's like, even if you're young, you still have a lot that you can share. And I don't think there's really any point to shaming young people if they want to share something if they want to document something. I would never tell a young girl that she can't journal or that she shouldn't journal because she's too young. Oh, that, that makes my skin crawl. Just the idea of telling someone much younger than me that what they're doing is pointless. What they're doing, it, it has no purpose. Like that's, that's just, I would never do that. Um, yeah, well, all right. 25 minutes, let's go. Okay, um, I think I'm done. Yeah, happy holidays, happy new year, and here we go, 2023. Bye-bye. <laughs>